0: hello you're listening to singled out with gabrielle denise what's up everyone welcome back to singled out the show where we tell stories that matter and highlight youth doing amazing things in our community you're listening to 99.1 wqee the key and I'm your host Gabrielle Denise. I am so excited because in today's episode we're going to be discussing the topic of truth and then at the end we're going to be answering some very popular questions about singleness. But before we start let's say a prayer. Dear Lord thank you for everyone who is listening to this episode of Singled Out. Pray that this muchness touches those who need to be touched and that it ignites the hearts of those who love you more. Amen. Also, as we speak, my book, Since When it's Single Means Sad, is on sale on Amazon for 88% off of its normal price. So make sure you stay until the end to figure out how you can grab this discount. Anyway, I'm so excited because today's moment of inspiration is sponsored by one of my favorite organizations. So the organization sponsoring today's moment of inspiration is Livingstone Church. Livingstone Church is a non-denominational Bible-based church located at the corner of Austell Road and Lorraine Drive in Marietta. They have seven buildings on campus with ministries taking place seven days a week. Their main service is at 11 o'clock a.m. on Sunday mornings. We have an excellent free preschool Monday through Friday, separate services in Spanish, and many outreaches to get involved in one reviewer said this church is the best i wish that you could join at any time but i love the atmosphere you can just tell that god is in this place and it's a missed environment just like heaven will be visit and see what you think make sure that you guys support Livingstone church and maybe hop over there for one of the services and now i'm going to play the moment of inspiration which is by grant cole he is the pastor of the church
1: in john chapter 8 jesus said if you abide in my word You are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. To be a disciple means that we pursue in order to experience. So as we apply God's word to our lives, we experience something called freedom. Now freedom means motion. If I were to lock the door, you are not free to leave because you cannot move through the door. But if I unlock that door, you are free to go. Well, in Ephesians 2.10, it says that you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. F- true freedom is found in the center of God's will. For whom the sun sets free is free indeed. May you walk in it today. God bless.
0: So that was today's moment of inspiration. Wasn't it a good one? If you guys are interested in having your business to be a part of a moment of inspiration, And get it out there to all of these wonderful listening viewers, make sure that you contact me. You can contact me by visiting PositivelyGabriellerice.com slash contact. Alright, so we're going to go on a short commercial break, but when we get back, we're going to delve right into today's topic, so stay tuned. Hola everyone, welcome back to Singled Out on 99.1 WQEE The Key. I'm your host, Gabrielle Denise, and we're going to get into today's topic. So in the moment of inspiration that you just heard, Grant Cole mentioned something that I think is really important, which is that in order for us to know Jesus and abide in him, we have to know his word. And that is where the truth comes from and the truth sets us free. I was listening to one of my favorite radio stations the other day and they were talking about how we live in a post-truth society. And I totally agree. These days, it is so rare to find somebody who was willing to tell the truth because usually the truth is countercultural. For my job, I have to spend a lot of time on social media, especially Instagram. And what I've seen lately is that A lot of people in both Gen Z and the millennial generation love to label ourselves. For example, there are hundreds of TikToks out there where people are listing out all these symptoms that they have. For example, like can't focus on anything or, you know, feeling stressed all the time or panicking. And they will label themselves for having mental illnesses. Many of these people haven't gone to doctors and even seen people who have been to school and who know what these mental illnesses entail. Part of this is because of the money disparity, which is another topic that we will have to talk about at another time. But when we start to label ourselves, we start to put our emotions over the truth. And that's when things get problematic. Because as we begin to label ourselves, we have to ask ourselves the question question of why? Why are we doing this? Are we doing this because we think that it'll give us some type of peace? Or are we doing this because we really believe that this is the truth? And I actually wanted to tell a short little anecdote because I fell into this myself. So as a kid, I used to be really awkward. And I talked about this in last week's episode, but I would often just like read books and stuff when people were talking. And I started to do some, like, research and videos, and I came across these people on YouTube who discovered that they had autism later in life. And I've always been a little bit socially awkward. I've always been kind of stressed and triggered by social situations because of some things that happened in elementary school and middle school that were just really terrible. And so I started to, like, diagnose myself with autism. And it was helpful for a minute because, you know, I started to use some of the tips I saw online, but over time I started to ask myself the question, like, did I really believe that I was autistic or was this just something that I saw and I wanted this label because it was going to give me peace? Similarly, just how easy it is to settle for a label, people settle for half-truths or things that they think are true according to their feelings because it makes them feel good. It doesn't feel good to know that we are all sinful people and that without Jesus, we would die and go to hell and that we need to repent for our sins. That doesn't feel good. That's not something that makes us happy. And so what a lot of people do is they reject that truth. And instead, they live however they want to. And then they accept a partial truth instead, which is that, you know, God loves me despite whatever I do, and he'll forgive me, and I can just keep doing what I'm doing. And yes, God is a forgiving God. Yes, he loves us. Yes, there's grace and mercy. But while we are walking in our own paths and following our own thing, there's no way that we can live by the truth as well. Because the truth hurts. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a friend that was walking down a wrong path and you knew that a conversation that you would have with them would hurt their feelings. But you also knew that you couldn't just keep letting them go down that path. Most times when people tell us the truth, it's not going to be easy to hear. But that doesn't mean that we should reject it incompletely. Truth is becoming so much more rare. And as we accept all of these half-truths, we don't realize it, but we are putting ourselves in bondage and we're not living in freedom. So as Christians, what can we do about this? Like, How can we live in this post-truth society and bring truth, be truth bearers? Well, one of the things that we can do is to get rid of our fear of cancel culture In the Bible, I don't know if you guys remember, but the disciples were often treated very badly in all the places that they went. They would get kicked out of places. Jesus wasn't even recognized in his own hometown. It was that bad. And so as Christians we can't be afraid of the kickback that we're going to get because 99% of the time, we're going to get kickback when we're standing for Jesus. The other day, I actually had commented something on Instagram and it was actually about my book Since When a Single Means Sad. And I was talking about like the positive lessons that I learned from it. There was this commenter on there. I have never heard of them before in my life. And they were like, imagine how poopy that book must be that was like the exact words that they use and i was like huh i was so confused and so i just basically commented back at this person and i was like you like really type that comment basically like what was the point and this person literally said like i hate all christians and i think that all christians like deserve this hate and nastiness that i'm putting out That could have hurt my feelings, but really it just made me laugh because one thing that I've learned is that when you have haters, especially haters when you are sharing God's word and sharing what he has said to you, then that means that you're on the right path. And there's actually a verse all about this. John 15, verse 18 through 27 says, If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. This kind of sounds a little bit like cancel culture. As Christians, we can't be afraid to be canceled because we are not part of this world and because of that... The world is going to hate us. If you want to do something, you want to stand up for Christianity somehow or for your views and beliefs, but you are scared of what people are going to say, just know that you're going to probably get canceled and the world is probably going to hate you. But that on the other side of that, there are people who need to hear what you have to say. The amazing thing about God is that he really just brings us all back together. So as I said, my book Since When the Single Means Sad is on a really deep discount right now. And so I really wanted to honor that by talking a little bit about how we can find truth when it comes to singleness. Because one of the biggest concepts around my book is how the world has really skewed our view negatively of singleness. But I'm going to go a little bit deeper and share some of the myths of singleness that you might believe. And then I'm going to share some of the truth of how things really are. Hopefully, it will inspire you guys, and then right after that, we're going to answer some Google questions that people have about singleness. Day five, letting go of the world's view of singleness. On day four, you learned some steps to accept your call to singleness. However, once you have reached the acceptance stage, you're going to have to let go of the world's view of singleness. If you don't let this perspective go, you won't be able to celebrate it. In most movies and television shows, even if the protagonist is a strong, independent person, there is usually some type of love story or love interest involved. Rarely does the protagonist stay single throughout the duration of the movie because love and sex are what sell. Some of the most well-known movies of all time, such as Cinderella, The Avengers, Spider-Man, Titanic, Toy Story, When Harry Met Sally, Forrest Gump, and even Star Wars had some aspect of love and romantic relationships in them. Not seeing the strong single believer represented on the big screen can make even the most secure person feel alone. Many of these television shows and movies work off of some of the same common myths about being single. These are the four myths that you might end up believing. Number one, if you are single, there's something wrong with you. Number two, if you are single, then you will die alone. Number three, if you are single, you are automatically lonely. And finally, number four, if you are single, you must stop doing everything you love to find a partner. So now that we know the myths, let's go through them one by one and share the truths. So number one is that if you are single, there is something wrong with you. Now, this one seems self-explanatory. You can definitely feel very isolating and lonely when you're not involved in conversations about singleness and about relationships. I know I mentioned last week's episode, but that was really where I went in depth about how embarrassing it was to be in a time where everybody was dating and like having boyfriends and girlfriends, and I was just completely like left out of that conversation. So the truth is that God creates each one of us in His image. He preordains these times and seasons for us to do certain things. Therefore, if we take upon the view that there's something wrong with us because we're single, we often end up focusing so much on how to make things right by getting partnered that we miss God's whole purpose for us with singleness in the first place. For example, in my life, the times where I was trying so hard to find a partner. Where the times when God was trying to tell me, hey, I need you to like write this book. I need you to go and share your testimony with other people. I need you to go out and be an example to these college students. But my ears were so plugged because I was like, something is wrong with me. I need to fix this. I need to be partnered. And I didn't realize that I was focusing too much on it. So that is the number one truth. The second myth was if you are single, you will die alone. Now, in the book, I kind of took a literal approach to this by saying that whether we're all single or couple, we're going to die alone, Uh, but that is something really interesting to think about. Usually, in most romantic relationships, one partner will pass away before the other partner. This means that eventually one person will end up being single at one point in their life all over again. So, it is kind of pointless for us to spend all of our lives depending on somebody else for our happiness. Many, many times God has this amazing plan for us and if he puts the desires in our heart to be married, for 99% of us that means that we will get married at some point in our life. We just don't know his timing. And I saw this amazing Bible verse that said that to God, like years are like a minute. And so we just have to be patient. So the third myth was that if you're single, you're automatically lonely. I love this one because... I have found so much contentment in singleness by finding my community. I talk a lot about this in my book, and that's why I think it's really important for you guys to read it. You should pray to God and ask Him, like, Lord, who do you want me to hang around and ask him for mentors? And you would be so surprised at the people that you meet. And the fourth and final myth is that if you're single, you must stop everything you're doing to find a partner. This is an absolute myth. I wanted to bring up the story of Ruth and the Bible. Back then, they used to work in fields. And I found out this really cool thing, which is that... The fields, like from back then represent like what we're doing right now. So our careers, our purpose. When we are working in our fields, that's when God can bring people to us to like add on to us. Because after all, if you go into a relationship and you don't have anything to offer, then it just ends up being very unequal and one person ends up carrying the load of the whole relationship. So those are four truths and I really hope that Those give you a little bit of encouragement if you're single right now. At this point in the episode, I promised that I was going to share a bunch of questions that people ask Google about singleness and answer them biblically. However, we have run out of time for today. So I've decided to share one of the questions, which was, what are some bad habits that I should avoid while single? This had over 400 million search results. Tune in on September 7th to hear part two of this episode while I will answer more Google questions about singleness. Now moving on to question number three. What habits should I avoid while single? This one is such a good one because your habits truly do make you a reality. I remember one of the most life-changing books that I ever read was Atomic Habits. There are some of the habits that like I cut out of my life that really helped me And I definitely recommend that you guys take all of this advice with a grain of salt. The first habit is to cut that negative self-talk. No more saying, I'll always be single. There's nobody out here for me. Everybody sucks. Um, I know we talked in a prior episode about how what you say is so important. In fact, the Bible talks about how life and death is in your tongue. Next is to not pay attention to your spiritual diet. Your spiritual diet is everything. What you see, hear, taste, all of it. Like, if you're a Christian and you're going out here and you're consuming things that are of this world, eventually that's going to affect, like, how you act and how you come off to people. The third habit is dating just to date. God intended for dating to lead to marriage. And there's this thing out here where people are like, yeah, like, you should just go out and, like, date a whole bunch of people and figure out what you like. That can be good, but it can also lead to a lot of hurt. And it can also lead to sin as well. And the last thing that you should avoid while single, in my opinion, is one night stands. So one night stands, man. Like, I hate talking about this topic, but I think it's something that's so important. As promised, I told you guys that my book Since When it Single Me Sad is now on sale for 88% off. So if you would like to purchase a copy, right now is the best time. These sales don't happen very frequently at all. In fact, the last time that my book was on sale was over a year ago when it was first put out. The reason I wanted to do this is because I believe that everybody should have a chance to read a book and better themselves despite budget. You can go on Amazon and type up since when Did single means sad, and you're gonna wanna go to the tab that says ebook. Unfortunately, because of printing costs, I wasn't able to offer the print version of my book for 99 cents, but it is on sale still, so you can still purchase a copy of it. Once you download it, you should be able to read the book immediately. And then once you read the book, make sure that you leave a review and also let me know what you think. I would really love to hear you guys' feedback. And also make sure you tune in next week because we are going to have a very special guest. Let me say a quick prayer before we go. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this special episode of Singled Out. I pray that it helped everybody who listened to it and gave them a little bit of inspiration. Amen. Today's song of the week is Smile by Tadashi. To listen to the song of the week, you can visit my Spotify playlist at www.tinyurl.com slash Gabrielle. That was today's episode of Singled Out. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at singleout.underscore where we share more stories that matter and quotes for the rest of your week. Also, make sure you visit com for more information about what is going on in this awesome community. I'll see you next week. Bye.